Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Hello. Hello. You can hear now us. I can hear someone. <laughs> there we go. Yay! Hey, girls. Hey, how are you? Hello. I'm good. Can you, hey, can you hear me well? Yes, we can. It's perfect. Nice. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should probably tell her who's here today. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Luciana. Yeah, I heard Martha and that's Vonnie, um, is that it? Yep, Vonnie yes. and Alyssa's here too. Hello. Uh, Nicole had to go to Arkansas this weekend, so she's bombed, but she was not able to make it. Damn it. Oh. See, that's good that you have an, an extra book girl to cover for those, the, the ones that cannot join. Yeah. I know, I know. Because, you know, Nicole, I hear from a little birdie, her boyfriend, that they're going to the elephant thing this weekend. Are they really? Yes. Oh, wow. Do you Did you hear us talking about that, Luciana? Well, she gets to go pet the elephants. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I heard something about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Am I saying your name right? Yes, yes. You okay. can call me Luciana, yes. Okay. It's funny because some Americans, they say Louisiana, like Louisiana. but it's Like Louisiana? Luciana. <laughs> Luciana, okay. You can we call do- me Lulu also. Lulu? Uh, How about Lucy? Yeah. And Lucy, no. It's all, all Lulu or Lulu or Luciana. <laughs> Lucy! <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. All right. How about this? We're going to have you introduce mm-hmm. yourself and tell us a little bit about you. That way, okay. everybody else gets to hear your story from your own mouth instead of ours. Okay. All okay. Right. Cool. So much fun. Just for you to know, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I, I'm always laughing when I hear the podcast. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, for those of you who've heard us talking about this for freaking ever, we've been talking about the Three Book Girls Virtual World Tour. So this is our official very first tourist Call-in tourists. Call-in tourists. Mm-hmm. We've had several tourists in person that have come from surrounding states and stuff, but Luciana is from so far away that there's no way that she could come in person for this interview, so that's why it's a virtual world tour. Although, if somebody wants to buy us tickets to go out to her <laughs> part of the world, we would be okay with that. We would We would visit in Belgium. Yes, as well. You guys would be welcome here. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, so my name is Luciana. I live in Belgium. I live in Leuven. It's uh, 20 minutes from Brussels. And But I'm originally from Brazil, from Sao Paulo, and I live here in Belgium for already five years. Ah. So, yeah, I came because of love, because I met my husband oh. through a friend in common on WhatsApp. And after texting, uh, we decided better to be in the same country. So, oh. so, yeah, I tried to convince him to go to Brazil, but I think our beer is not as good. So he convinced me. <laughs> that's a damn good reason, if it's you ask me. <laughs> yeah, that's the one reason. Well, he was the first reason. The beer was the second reason. And the third reason is I love castles. Oh. And here there are so many castles. And it's one thing that, you know, people don't hear much about Belgium. Uh-huh. Someone hear about beer or about, you know, terrorist attacks or something. Or uh, <laughs> European Union capital or something. But uh, there are so many castles here. So I'm very, very happy to be here. Maybe we should revisit the idea of going to Scotland and go to Belgium instead. I'd be okay with that. I used to live pretty near where Luciana is from in Germany. Really? She's right. There are cast- There's a castle for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also uh, from here to Germany, it's, it's very easy to go by train also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, we could go to Belgium and take a trip to Germany, and that would be something off of my bucket list. Because I would love yeah, to go the, to Germany. You might stay here a bit longer because beer here is better than the German beer. But uh, that's, oh! That's what every Belgian says. We have German <laughs> listeners too, so you better watch out. <laughs> They're going to tell you to shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I say. People don't appreciate so much the films in Belgium, but yeah, I guess no one hear much about the little Belgium. Well, that yeah, is. And I heard you saying last time that you know maybe I'm rich and I can buy you tickets. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not. Damn it! And Darn it! Also, not a princess yet, unless you know I can divorce and get married to a prince. But still, not a princess. Keep hanging out at those castles. Maybe 
Maybe you'll become a princess. <laughs> no. <laughs> but there are there there are two royal families now. Uh, so there is monarchy, and there is now two kings and two queens, and a few princesses. Quite a lot of princesses. So. Wow. It is a monarchy country, yeah. Well, maybe um, if we come to Belgium, we could hook Vani and Alyssa up with some royalty. With some princesses. There we go. We can yeah, be princesses. We could be our own romance novel. <laughs> oh, my God. Their own romance novel. That would okay, be... Let me introduce you some frogs, but not some princesses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's pretty damn awesome. We love having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very, very happy. Girls, it's been kind of a weird week here in Oklahoma City. I've been, like, very lethargic all week long. It's because it's not 1,000 degrees outside anymore. <laughs> yeah. That should be the it opposite. It feels like fall. What's the weather like there? Uh, today's gray. It was like, I don't know, uh, 20. I, I don't know Fahrenheit, so I only know Celsius. It was 20 degrees Celsius, what is gray and a light jacket and, and some drizzle. 20 degrees uh, Celsius. Light jacket weather. And uh, But the two days, so Friday and Saturday, uh, so two days ago, it was hell. It went up to 68 degrees. 38 degrees. 30. Uh, there is a very, very, very hot. Okay, so it's 68 degrees there Fahrenheit. It was what's, 100. What's it was 100 degrees? That, that That's would what be, 38 yeah. is. It's 100 degrees Fahrenheit. we sleep. It was, it was really terrible. Do you have indoor air conditioning there? No. <gasps> well, we have a small unit, but we don't sleep with that on. We just put to, to freshen up the, the room. <gasps> the thing is very noisy. So oh. we turn it off to sleep, but you have to fall asleep very quickly. <laughs> and wake up in a pool of your own sweat, <laughs> basically. Yes, exactly the, how it works. Yes. Yeah, we, we're pretty much used to that, but everybody here has air conditioning. It's really the only way we can survive. We would here is usually not that hot. It's just yeah, this heat wave in Europe. It's crazy. This this last week was, was very high everywhere in Europe. Welcome to our world, people. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of uh, bookstores do you have around you? Got anything good over there? Yeah, well, they're, they're, well, there's a few funny things. One, I'm Brazilian, so my native language is Portuguese. Mm -hmm. And since I moved out, I moved out of Brazil 10 years ago. So I was living uh, five years in China and now five years in Belgium. And it's pretty hard to, to buy books in Portuguese, so I usually buy books in English. And also, I speak a lot of English, so I usually think in English. Oh. So I read faster if I read in English. Um, but I wanted to read some things in Portuguese. But uh, here, if I buy something in Portuguese, it's European Portuguese. That is different from Brazilian Portuguese. I mean, slightly different. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and it's extremely annoying to read something in European Portuguese for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did, my mom was coming here last year, so I ordered some books from a Brazilian website. Mm-hmm. And delivered to, to her house and asked her to bring her suitcase. So I got a few books in, a, in Brazilian Portuguese, but it's very, very cool. So it's sort of like listening to a Texan if you're from the Midwest. You get annoyed by the accent? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Is that it? But, but because if you read like a paper book, it, it's not so much an accent. It's like a, a choice of words. It's like oh. you're reading something from the last century. The European Portuguese is older than, than the Brazilian Portuguese. It, it didn't uh, yeah, modernize much. Oh, so, so, it so more like, like reading a text from 100 years ago. That is it's very annoying. So it would be our equivalent to hanging out at a Renaissance festival and pe hearing yes. people say thee and thou. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, that would so be super I annoying. Read, I have most of like 95% of my books are in English. And I have two books in Dutch. Yes, my first two books in Dutch this year. Do uh, a lot of people in Belgium speak French or German? So, yeah, that's a good discussion. It's half. Um, the whole north of Belgium speaks Dutch. The whole south of Belgium speaks French. But uh, the country has three official languages. That is Dutch, French, and German. There is a part oh. of the population close oh. to the border of German that they speak German. Huh. So, and I don't speak any of the official languages. <laughs> I just speak English. In Portuguese and in Spanish that are usually here, but I'm learning Dutch, and I, I'm improving every day. That's awesome. Maybe by reading uh, the beer labels or something. <laughs> 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 something, for something. We lived in Germany. All my sister and I 
when we left, all we could do was we could read a whole menu <laughs> from beginning to end. We knew all the words because that's what you encounter the most. Is menus? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of learning another language through beer labels, though. I think, I, think I could really get into that. <laughs> yeah, come on over. Come visit me. When we put together our bucket list, Belgium is definitely going to be on it. Mm-hmm. What do you girls think? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm good with I'll that. I'll go back. We keep waiting for a sugar daddy, you know, to hook us up so that we can <laughs> so that we can just travel freely the world, but we haven't quite got there yet. Damn it. I know. Alyssa, you need to get to work on that. Why don't you have to get to work on it? You're <laughs> single you're too. You're younger. <laughs> because you're young and blonde. Those fresh young things, you know. Wow. <laughs> 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 so what's new in book news this week do we have anything uh no <laughs> well so. for adaptations i started uh watching the rook are you happy with it no oh no mm. nothing look good omens was the greatest and we can't win them all oh i finished good omens by the way so we could have that binge watching session whenever you're ready do you ever have that problem luciana where where you love a book so much and then a movie or an adaptation comes out and you're like, fuck! Uh, I don't remember any case like that, but I remember some very good movies that I waited to, to read the book because I didn't want to have a different experience. And, and there is one that I really like, the movie, I went to see the play and I read the book and I love all the versions. There is the um, uh, High Fidelity Oh. With Joe Music, and I love that. And and I, I just read the book last year, and I'm like, oh, the book's so awesome! It's I so was just good. holding, you know, I don't want to read the book because I really love the movie. But yeah, I didn't. Ha- oh, I have a John Green. I I, I don't really read uh, YA much, mm-hmm. but I read a few John Greens, and and yeah, the books are so much better than the movie. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely need a shirt that says the book was better. <laughs> Although I have watched some movies that the movie was better than the book. True. Girl on a Train was a better movie than a book. Yes. I never watched that movie. I agree. But that was very easy to make a better movie than a book. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I liked that book. I know you did. How about Gone Girl? Gone Girl was a better movie, too. Ugh, the book made me so mad. I almost threw it. My stepmom made me read it. <laughs> She was like, I need someone else to read this so I could talk about it. Did you? <laughs> I read it and I immediately called her because I was so mad. Luciana, did you see that movie? I saw the movie, but I didn't read the book. Don't. But I have a little bit of a version of Ben Affleck. So I really oh. liked the, the actress. The actress was super good. A version mm. to Ben Affleck and that means you don't like him? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. As an actor, I mean, I can look at him. But... <laughs> yeah, I have an issue like that with Nicolas Cage. He makes me want to. Nicolas Cage in the last ten years had been, yeah, not so lucky with the choice of movies. No, no, really. I never liked him though. The only the only movie I ever liked of Nicolas Cage was uh, what was that funny one he was in the very early on where they kidnapped the baby. Raising Arizona. Yeah, because it's a Coen Brothers movie and all yeah. their stuff is good. Yeah, yeah. Raising Arizona. He, that's the only movie I ever liked with Nicolas Cage. Um, in it. National Treasure is great. I like National uh, Treasure. The the movie itself was great, but fucking Nicolas Cage, man. He sounds exactly the same in every movie. He sounds like his like it's his, his voice. I hate oh, his voice. That, and in the second <laughs> National Treasure, his like hair implants weren't quite yeah. set yet, yeah. so he yeah. had yeah. kind of a weird look. He's got the weird unfortunate hair. Yeah, yeah. I thought of book news. What the first official full trailer for the Goldfinch came <gasps> out this week. Oh my God! As maybe the only person on this podcast who has not read *The Goldfinch*. The rest of you should be very excited. I am very excited. I saw that on Facebook, but I thought that it had already come out, and I was just late. Nope, seeing it came it. out this week. We're going to go to that movie. Luciana, have you read *The Goldfinch*? No, not yet. Oh, uh, you should read it. Now it's we got okay. awesome. now we got two people on this podcast that have not read it. Damn it! It's a every, very long. Every time book. I listen to this podcast, I get like. You know, two or three more books in my TBR. There is like <laughs> You know, we get that all the time. People go, "How do you ever catch up?" You don't. We don't. Yeah. yeah we, I we... decided to make peace with the fact that I won't. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading a book right now that Kayla let me borrow so long ago. She forgot who she gave the book to. <laughs> <laughs> she she sent a message. Who has this book? And Fonny's slowly <laughs> raises her hand. <laughs> me. <laughs> 
I'm only on page 14. I'll try really hard. Do you have any <laughs> to get that done? Do you have any good book friends there in Belgium yet? Book friends? Yeah. People who read yeah, Actually, um I I was not reading much when I was in China, so I started reading more the last 3-4 years. Mm-hmm. So before I was reading like four, five books a year. And now this year, I think I'm going to read 30 or plus books. Woo! So yeah, 10 times more than what I was reading. And that's because I joined uh, a group chat <gasps> with uh, three other friends. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun. And the thing is, each one reads whatever they want to read. It's not really a book club. But in the end, uh, uh, the beginning of the year, we have a goal of how many books we're going to read. And then in every time we finish a book, we just text the, the image, the, the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. And just that, it made me just want to read more and then to share and to tell a little bit what I liked or I didn't like about the book. And, and that has been a lot of fun. And the thing is, there are uh, three Belgian ladies, and I'm the, the foreigner one. <laughs> but they, we have so many different tastes, and sometimes they read in, in, in Dutch or in Chinese or in English, and I'm the one reading in Portuguese. So it's a big big mix, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, it sounds like you guys formed your own uh, little 19, three books, girls. It's 19 books to read in 2019, but each one reads how many books they want to read. That's pretty cool. That's sort of what we do. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about whatever we're reading mm-hmm. and then share it with other people, and hopefully, hopefully out of this muddle... That is three book girls. You'll eventually find something that you want to read. Mm-hmm. I just ordered the space opera. Ah. And it's, I will receive it uh, in a few days. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm interested to hear uh, what you think of it. Actually, you are the one that recommended. The Book of Strange New Things. The Book of Strange New Things. Yes. Boy, that was good. Yes. You were so right about that. You were totally right. I loved it. You know, the funny thing is you said, well, it's a sci-fi with not much uh, word building. And they talk so much about religion. But for me, that was the word building because it's all inside his head. And you had to understand how he thinks to believe in the whole story. So for me, that was the whole word building. And I was laughing so much like, but that's not funny. But yeah, yeah, it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's cringeworthy. Yeah, that's what we call that. Funny, but not really funny. <laughs> Weird, funny. <laughs> Weird. Uh, what else? What else did we have going this week? Anything else good? Mm. It was just hot. It was just hot. I mean, it wasn't a hundred, but it was still. I mean, it's still it was July. less. It was less hot here. It was hot. I had a really busy week. I had to go out and do a lot of work crap. But a really boring week. I think that was the problem. We were in a very slow time at work, and it was, I mean, that just makes your whole day just drag on, and then you get home, and you're like, ugh. You're tired from doing nothing I'm, bo- I'm tired from doing nothing. Ugh. Yeah. I'm on my sixth like rewatch of Gossip Girl now. Mm. <laughs> Not well, doing a lot. Well, we had some excitement. Um, when was that? Fr- Friday night? When we had pizza over at the house? Oh, yeah. 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 Pizza at Martha's house on Friday. Yeah. Vonnie's mm-hmm. dog... Um, decided that she was going to try to eat my dog. Yeah. Echo. Yeah, Echo got a little pissy with Chloe. And then five minutes later, tried to play with her. And Chloe's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Chloe? Yeah, <laughs> she's like, hey. The look on her face. <laughs> like, hey, this is my yard and you're yelling at me? <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot of people. There was pizza. There was food. Mm-hmm. And they just were... Too. I think they yeah, were just Vonnie too was close. Sitting, Vonnie was sitting on the couch. We mm-hmm. have outdoor like living room space, and the dog was sitting next to her. And Chloe was, you know, wandering around and, and started so, getting too close. And so then Echo decided all of a sudden that she needed to protect Vonnie. Yeah, that was pretty scary, <laughs> Chloe. And she did yeah, it twice. I know. <laughs> My dog Luciana is such a softy. She is just like the biggest goofball ever. She just yeah. wants you to throw the ball so that she can have treats. Yeah. That's yeah. all she wants. And usually Echo is like, well, beha- I mean, pretty well behaved, but I mean, the whole night, like we came in and the first thing she did was walk five steps into the backyard and take a big crap. <laughs> a present. She was saving that. And- yeah. And she also, the the best part about that present is it was filled with pieces of flip flop. Because she had eaten, remember those um, <laughs> those green pineapple flip flops that I bought the one time that we were going to go get pedicures and yes. they didn't really fit me. So I gave it to her as a toy. She well, ate she, it. She sat and 
was like oh, destroying girl, no. it. And so I was going to go over and just sweep up the pieces. And I went to sweep up the pieces and all of the pieces were gone. And I'm like, oh, my God. So Echo's going across my yard, kind of straining, <laughs> pooping out, dropping pieces of flip flop all over and three hair. times. Three times. Because Monty had this, has this long hair, right? Well, had. Had. She got it all cut off yesterday. And it was so gross because the dog's. She gets she gets it a was, hanging chad because she, she eats hair. <laughs> so here we are. It was like a comic of errors, you know, because Vonnie's got a Walmart bag, the plastic <laughs> kind, kind of following the dog around trying to yank this piece of flip-flop out. It was disgusting. <laughs> That's pretty disgusting. I hope nobody's eating while you watch, listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, disclaimer. <laughs> okay, well, I suppose we we really should transition into your review now, so that we don't rack up your long distance bill too much. Since you're calling from Belgium, <laughs> did you choose a fantastic fucking book to share with us today? Yes. So I figured that since I'm international, you know, I would bring some good suggestion of an international book. This one I've read a couple months ago. It's called Two Brothers, and it's by Milton Hatoum. So Milton Hatoum is a Brazilian writer, and he's descended from Lebanese. Oh, oh wow. So the book in English, it's called Brothers, but there is one version of the book that's called Two Brothers. It's a, a graphic novel. Oh. And the graphic novel is by Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba, and they are twin brothers. Oh, that's cool. It's my first graphic novel ever, actually. And I saw, I didn't know, actually, it was a graphic novel. I, I ordered it because I heard of the author and I chose in the website. So when my mom brought it, I was like, oh, it's a graphic novel. So <laughs> I was very happy about it. <laughs> oh, that's good. The whole book is in black and white. So the, the drawings are in black and white. And the book is uh, based in Manaus. The whole story is in Manaus. There is a city in the Amazon state. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big city, but it's very close to the Amazon forest. Uh, and there is a lot of immigrants. The whole Brazil, there is a lot of immigrants. The story in the book is about this family of immigrants from Lebanon. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, children in Brazil, so they are descendants of a second generation. And it's about uh, twin brothers. So, yeah. So the book is two brothers. It's about twin brothers. And the, the cartoonists who draw the, the graphic novels, they are twin brothers. So it's very much fun. But because it's black and white, you don't really... It takes a while to figure out which brothers is which because it's just a little difference on the drawing. So -hmm. just like in real life, you can't tell the difference between them. One of the brothers is younger for a few minutes, and the younger one is is hairier than the (laughs) (laughs) older. He resembles a Yeti? No, he's just a... A little bit more hair. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what I like about this book, you can feel the emotions. It's a book. The whole book's about jealousy, and these two brothers they grow up to be jealous of each other, mm. and and the father is jealous of the attention that the mother gives to the children, and then there is other jealousies along the book, and it's about uh, several generations. So you have the first generation of the, the Lebanese. Mm-hmm. And then the two brothers, they also have a, a younger sister. So the, the lady, Zana, she wanted to have kids, but the father never wanted it. And when the youngest one arrived, so first the, the oldest twin brother, Jakub, and then the youngest one, Omar, when he arrived, he was weaker and hairier, and, uh, <laughs> and, and he got sick. Uh, so the mother only had, had eyes for him. Uh. And the older brother, he was actually raised by the the maid of the house that was uh, a native native Brazilian, indigenous Brazilian. Oh. And she was a child also at the time. So I think the book begins when she was Domingos. She was around uh, eight years old or something. But she raises the, the oldest one while the mother is busy raising the youngest one. So always the, the oldest one is jealous of the younger because he has more attention and the mother is always after him. And when they are, they are like 13 years old, they start liking the same girl. Ooh. Recipe for is a, a disaster. Yeah. So you can feel it. We can feel that on, on this black and white. It's very uh, raw and very strong uh, emotions that you, you can feel on the page. And, mm-hmm. and it goes from there. They have a big fight when they are 13. And then the father sends the oldest one back to Lebanon. 
So the youngest is still with his mother, and he's getting more spoiled and more spoiled. And when the oldest one comes back, they are still fighting for the same girl. And the oldest one decided to go to Sao Paulo to, to, to go for work. And every time he comes back to Manaus, there is more fighting. Mm. And there is also some jealousy of the mother and the girlfriends of the youngest one. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's like a soap opera. That's why I like it so much. It's really <laughs> it like a soap opera. It sounds like a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> so you like soap operas. That's something we learned about you then. <laughs> well, Very yeah, tension filled. Brazilians are quite fun of soap opera, but Brazilian soap opera. So. Uh, it has to be <laughs> home, homegrown, right? Not American soap operas. Yeah, and then the thing is, at one point, there is the, the son of the maid, so the son of Domingos. Mm-hmm. And, and in the beginning of the book, you it's all told in the third person, and it's someone telling this old story, or this, the old time when the, the brothers were born, when, when they were 13-year-olds, and they, they fought. So it's all in the past. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, you still see that, told in the third person, but then you see who is telling the story, and it's the son of Domingos, the son of the mate. Ah. And then he tells what I remember from the brothers, what I remember from the father, and what I remember what happened in the family. And you will start to realize that, wait a minute, maybe the son of Domingos is the son of one of the two brothers. And you start to see that Domingos likes the oldest one, but the oldest one, like that lady, the Dahlia, that they fought over. Uh, and, you know, it's it's a lot of jealousy in, and, and, and fight and violence. So none of the characters are, are really likable. Hmm. The only one that is a little bit more likable is uh, the son, the, the, the son of Domingos, who tells the story. Mm-hmm. But all the others, they're not really likable. They, they all try to revenge of each other and, and, and yeah, to, to keep this fight. And it goes until uh, until this guy is a bit older, when when he is already a young adult. It, it's very interesting. It really covers a lot and and three generations in one book. And I really like the style of the drawings and 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 the whole fighting. And you know, go back to São Paulo, come back to Manaus, and you can see the city also how the, how they draw the city. It's, it's quite interesting. I was trying to see if I could pull up the graphic novel. I can only see. I can only see the cover on here. Yeah, but it looks really cool. It's almost it almost looks like a a cartoony style. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. be the graphic novel yeah. because you have so the name is uh, two brothers of the graphic novel. The, it's based on the story of Milton Hatun, and the writers are Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba, who did the the drawings and the and the graphic novel. Well, it sounds awesome. I guess we'll have to delve into Brazilian graphic novels now so that we can, you know, participate. <laughs> well, I, I, I was reading and I saw also a couple of uh, YouTube videos of uh, um, booktubers talking about this book and talking about the, the twins. And there is another book by them that I, I just bought out. I'm waiting to, to arrive. Mm-hmm. That's called uh, Day Trippers. So oh. is it another they are already novel? getting a little bit famous for the graphic novels. So this the second one is a graphic novel as well? The second one is a graphic novel, so yes, they—I okay. they, think they only do graphic novels. You know, the funny thing is, is when I think of graphic novels, I think like superhero and like Walking Dead. I wouldn't think of it to be a story like this, where it's just about a family and the rivalry and the jealousy. Yeah, and and for me, it opened a whole new world. So I tried after that. I tried another one. I tried the Fee for Vendetta, but that mm-hmm. was yeah too much of a superhero kind of story. Not mm-hmm. my thing. Yeah. But uh, I think I will try some other types of stories also in graphic novels. That's an interesting point that you bring up. I wonder if any of our other book girls can chime in online and let us know what kind of graphic novels they've read that sort of resemble this. So that we could see what sort of uh, varieties out there. Right. Cool. Yeah. And cool. I will take a few pictures and I'll, I'll send to you of the, the drawings inside, the black and white drawings and the cover. Well, so you can see how it looks like. Well, that would be great. We also need pictures of you and maybe take a picture of a local bookstore and, you know, that sort of thing. So everybody can see what your life looks like and how different it is from theirs. Yeah. And the beers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, send yeah. us some pictures of beer, too. And, you know, I mean, you could send us some samples of beer. Well, that would actually, be okay. well, actually, we I do believe we have um, 
some liquor stores that carry Belgian beer. So mm-hmm. what we'll do is we'll go find some Belgian beers and we'll toast you and take pictures. How's that sound? Yeah, and you tell us, uh, you tell me what's your favorite. I will do that. I I tend to prefer a darker beer myself, and most of the Belgians I've seen have been a wheat beer. So, hmm, gonna try to find something that fits more my taste. But oh, there is one that's called uh, San Bernardo. It's a very dark and heavy. I think it's like twelve degrees, mm. and it's, it's quite famous. So I think it's not that difficult to find. San, San Bernardo. San Bernardos. Okay, I'm gonna look yeah, that up. It, it, it's got quite some prizes also. Mm. Now I want beer. It's only, it's not even noon here yet. What are you doing to me? Here it's almost 7 p.m. So, Wow. Oh, it's late for you. So you're not complaining about being tired on a Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike me, bitching about it. We're drinking coffee. She's drinking beer. (laughs) Well, we're raising our Starbucks cups to you right now. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Well, thank you so much for being our first official virtual virtual world tour participant. And we appreciate you very much for not only listening to the podcast, but representing our tribe in Belgium. Yes. Yes. yes and thank you for being patient. I have a lot of fun with you guys. So I'm definitely going to listen to that later. And spread the word for us because we always need more people. Okay. Hey. All right, darling. Okay. We'll bye let bye, we'll let you go. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That was fun. I want to read that book. It was fun. <laughs> it sounds really interesting, doesn't it? Yeah. I love drama. <laughs> and that is very drama-filled. I oh, know. my gosh. Me, not so much. But she did recommend a good book for me previously, which I read and loved. So right. I kind of feel like It's our okay turn now. now. Yes, it is your yes. turn. You need to share. Share your international <gasps> connections. Band. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Now I want beer. But I'll There's set- some good beer. But I'll settle for a Vani review instead. Oh, well, mine's not going to be as good as Belgian beer, probably. Yeah, probably not. But why don't you give it a shot anyway? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm reviewing a book. One of the ones that I told you that just randomly showed up in my book, in, in my library account. And I had no clue why. It's called On Such a Full Sea by Chang Ray Lee. This is a very different kind of book for me because it's kind of in a future dystopian kind of America. That's why it was on that list. You probably if it was had a that. Dy- if it was a dystopian novel, it was probably something that I had recommended to the library that they finally bought. I bet right. that's what it was. Well, I read it because it showed up and I don't know, I was bored, didn't have anything else. So I was like, hey, let's just read this book. Um, And it is about a futuristic, long declining American society. The environment is pretty much ruined at this point in time. Um, Most of the like rural areas are abandoned and everything is done in these self-contained like cities where like in a bubble. It's not really a bubble, but it's um, they're walled and they stay separate from like the wild outside world. Okay. Um. And inside the society, everything is done into classes and like you take tests and they decide from your tests where you're going to fall in society. Like if you're like super smart, you go into a specific career. If you're mid range, you go into something else and Every job is something that benefits the whole community, <laughs> like the main character in this. I think her name is Fan. She's a fish tank diver. So like what her job is, is to take care of the fish from, you know, egg stage until they're all the way mature, until they can be harvested for food for the whole community. So she works for a fish hatchery. Right. But she's a diver's. Because of her ability to like hold her breath and stuff like that, she can die for like two minutes at a time. And oh. she doesn't have any breathing apparatuses or anything like that. She oh, dives in. Oh, cool. And so like, and somebody else is um, in charge of like taking care of like the seaweed. Hmm. That's the, the area is called New China. So a lot of the food I think is based on like Chinese food, like seaweed and fish and mm-hmm. rice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, the main character's name is Fan 
and basically what this is is about her going from her very regimented, um, sheltered life into the wilds outside the wall. Does she get booted out or does she flee? Um, no, she leaves Chase or to look for her the man that she loves who has just disappeared. And he hasn't, like, shown up dead. He didn't die or anything. He just one day wasn't there anymore. So the whole book is about her going through and trying to find the path that, I can't remember her boyfriend's name, but took and trying to find clues on what happened to him. And um, on her way, she stays with, like, different families and because she's so much younger looking than what she actually is um they think of her as a child which kind of helps her out and um as she goes through (coughs) her journey on to find this guy she like becomes a legendary status from everywhere that she goes because she has such a story behind her and then it becomes just this huge legend story that everyone everywhere is telling sort of like when the guy the first dude decided to bicycle across the united states right mm-hmm. and they were like oh you're that guy sort of right. like that or like um I, I would compare it maybe to like forrest gump when he started running just because exactly he what wanted I to run and then Marcia. everybody thought that <laughs> the there running was man huge purpose behind his running like he's running for this or he's running for that or so on and so forth, and really he's just running. running. And really she's just looking for this person, but because of some of her actions and her attitude was not as harsh as others who had lived in the wilds for longer because they're just trying to survive. So, you know, if you have to suffer so I can survive, that's okay. Mm. But she was more ethical and more empathetic towards the people because she had been raised differently mm. her whole life was different before she went outside the walls so that's basically what the whole book is about and um the writing was super good i i mean the reason why i kept reading it or listening to it is because the writing was just like poetry it was beautiful but i will have to say um the ending i was ready for it to end mm. it, it kind of drug at the end just because was by it- the time she made it through her third place you were kind of like oh my god when are you ever it's kind of like when Lillian and Boxfish (laughs) Boxfish. took her walk I was ready for her to find her boyfriend so that the story could be over (laughs) so is but the you know it sounds like something I would read but too heavy on the finding the boyfriend does not sound like something I would like would I like it and I don't think there's enough action for you to like it Um. I know that you don't like a lot of action, but this is really monotone. But the writing was so beautiful. I mean, it just That's... really caught me with the writing. For me to read a dystopian novel, mm. there's something that has to catch me, and the writing definitely caught me in this. Hmm. Maybe I'll try it anyway. I, I mean, because you know, I love that poetic writing. Call the poetic me. writing was beautiful, and if you get bored with the story, you can always stop reading it. That's it's true. not like. But that was called On Such a Full Sea by Chang Ray Lee. Awesome. I guess I should recommend random books more often. So they just in randomly show up in my in your library, library account. account. <laughs> okay, Alyssa, what do you got for me today? I am reviewing a YA book this week. A really good one. I actually found it at the Half Price Books book sale. Awesome. Yes. So it's one that I read when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This wasn't that big. I can't believe that there's a copy of this at the book sale that's brand new. So I read Witch Witch by Eva Ibiston. And so the story starts on Araman, and he is a great, powerful, dark wizard. He likes to smite things. He (gasps) likes to cause problems. He raises up storms. He raises up big, like... Like a plague of toads, like things like that. Very, oh, that sounds fun. Exactly. And he does it because he loves it. He delights him. He was born he was born a wizard. He he was born with a full set of teeth in his mouth, and his parents were like, Well, that's weird. And so they did some reading up and they were Oh, he's our child is a wizard. Well, we better raise him to be a darn good one. And so he goes off and he creates his life and he 
has this big, like, creepy, gloomy estate up in, like, that place between the end of England and the beginning of Scotland. But he's starting to get older. And so one day, he gets a white hair in the cursed curl of his hair, which means that soon he's going to be overtaken and he won't be the most wicked wizard anymore. And that his time to kind of shine and be the very worst is starting to fade. And so in order to kind of go out in his own way, he decides, well, the wizard that's going to overtake him could be a child of his. And so he decides, along with his secretary, Mr. Ledbetter, that he should get married. Ah. And so, but he doesn't really want to get married. I really like Araman because he's a massive diva. (laughs) (laughs) He likes things to be clean. He likes, um, he likes dressing very flashily. He doesn't like his routine interrupted. He's great. If I was going to be a dark wizard of the North, (laughs) I would be be Araman. So he doesn't he's not in love with anyone and he doesn't really know how they're going to decide, you know, he has to marry a witch in order to ensure that the baby Uh they have is magical. And so Mr. Ledbetter is a big fan of the Miss World competition. And so they decide (laughs) that they're going to create a competition for the for the local witches who are from the town of Toadcaster nearby. They're going to have a competition to decide which witch he's going to marry. And so (laughs) the only rule for this competition is that darkness is all. Whoever casts the darkest spell and does the darkest trick is the one that he's going to marry. And so you have a series of horrible, horrible witches. One is half mermaid, and so she has really scaly legs that she has to keep wet. Otherwise, they get all dry. There's a witch who's grown... You know how people like... Hey, I knew a girl like that one time. (laughs) I mean, I think that's me. (laughs) You know, we got our scaly um, legs dealt with yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how people... They say, like, people end up, like, looking like their dogs. Well, she's... um, they They all have familiars, which is a common thing with witches and it's an animal that helps them perform magic better and so she's grown to look like her familiar which is a pig (laughs) and so she's got a snout nose Mm -hmm. um there are twin sisters that um all they seem to do is fight with each other it's it's such a fun book and so the half of the book is the preparation for this competition and then the second half is you get to see like all the spells that each of these witches do and it's cool because they're it's like classic spells. Like one is going to raise the kraken from the deep. Another one. Um, the kraken. Old English folk tales involve like um, people people being um, like shut inside trees and their mm-hmm. spirits kind of becoming one with the tree. And so someone does that. It's one is going to try and raise a ghost back from the dead so that he becomes a real person again. It's such a fun book. Um, The blurb on the front says it's for, like, kids who are fans of Harry Potter. This way predates Harry Potter, so I don't know why it says that. The library doesn't. I'm trying to look it up, and the virtual library doesn't even have it. It's old. It released in the United States in like the 90s, but I was because I was reading the front matter because I was like, when did this come out? And I guess it released in Great Britain in like the 80s. Hmm. So it's old. Yeah. What's who's the author again? Eva Ibiston. It's such a fun, cute little book. Um, The heroine is a woman who she's not actually a dark witch. She's a white witch, Mm -hmm. but she kind of. She's a little infatuated with Araman because he's so grand and fabulous and attractive. And so she tries to become a dark witch um, with varying degrees of success. <laughs> but it's such a fun, like, cute little read. I think it's great for people, for kids of pretty much, like, all ages. I didn't realize how young it could skew until I read it. And I was like, oh, this would be great for, like a seven or eight year old or, or a teenager. Like it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a fun story. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. It sounds fun. Yeah, it was. And that was Witch Witch by Eva Ibiston. It's kind of a summertime kind of book. You can read it. Uh, you know, I if, read it yesterday fi- afternoon. <laughs> well, if you could find an audio copy of it, I bet that would be a good road trip 
for kids. Oh, it definitely book. would. Or for a family. I mean, that's it would what be I mean. something that yeah. would be good for all of the kids. Mm-hmm. It's whatever so age. hard to try to find entertainment when you're in the car. Believe me. Mm-hmm. That's Especially... how I started audiobooks in the first place is that we listened to the first Harry Potter when Dylan was young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's... On the way to Wyoming from Houston. Yeah, we did... I mean, these would have been great for when I was a kid because we used to do Florida to Iowa and then Florida to Ohio Yeah, when I was a kid. And those are like 14 and 16 hour car rides, respectively. Mm-hmm. And then I was like five and my sister was two. <laughs> so yeah. I can only imagine what those car rides were like for my parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had car rides from New York to Oklahoma. Jesus Christ. And yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. 23 hours in the car. <laughs> and But we didn't do audiobooks, So I read in the car. Luckily, mm-hmm. I don't get sick or anything i so, read in know. the car until i got older and did get car sick and that was a bad time for yeah. Yeah. yeah me too yeah until i got i didn't get car sick till i got older and then i like, always oh, got car sick so. okay let me let that's me specify. A bummer. i would read when my sisters would let me read <laughs> stupid sisters and then of course you know we had those like mad lib like mm-hmm. activity mm-hmm. of books and all, all kinds of stuff and and used to play, a, did you play the license plate game? Obviously. We yes. drank at all the states. Mm-hmm. The license plate game. Number one challenge is can you as a child name all the states? Challenge number <laughs> right. two is then can you cross them off as you see them? <laughs> okay, it was me and that's history. So yeah, I was pretty good at the state game. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, we counted antelope. Oh, that's a good one too. Yep. Because that's the only thing there was to see. <laughs> The car window. Yeah. You, you didn't run into a lot of other cars unless it was summer. And then you got lots of them because people were headed for Yellowstone. But. We did have, there's one when we went out to see the Grand Canyon. So that stretch between like Amarillo and basically Santa Fe, it's just a straight line. And there's nothing. And there's yeah. nothing to see. Yeah. And Rachel, so we counted Rachel would, uh, Rachel's kill. living in Am- Amarillo, <laughs> so she would totally relate to that. So it's, there is not a lot out there. Hmm. You just watch the mountains approach for like five hours. You're like, well, they're getting closer, I think. I no, think they're, they're not. Getting closer. No, no, they're no, not. No, no. The curve's just no. really flat. <laughs> well, this is going to be one of those podcasts that we all sort of read a similar book. Really? Oh. Yeah. I think Luciana's going to be the only one, the odd man out on this one because I read sort of a, it's sort of a cross between a sci-fi and a YA Ooh, but what did you read? It's not really YA, though. But did it have, like, a YA vibe? Well, the main character's 16. It's YA. Oh, so I hate it's to y- tell you. But it also has some very adult... So maybe it's for teens. Uh, well... Older l- teens? Yeah, older teens, yeah. Because there's there's gay sex involved at one point. So, you know, depending on how your parents feel about this sort of thing... Yeah. Or as parents, how you feel about letting your kids read about sex in general. Yeah. You know. Do your parents look at what you read at all? But since I don't give a flying flop <laughs> what anybody thinks about what I read. Well, I mean, you're also not a 15-year-old kid. Not currently. I mean, your mom <laughs> might have had something to do with it. My mother would have been terrified that I read this book. No, she wouldn't have. She was she was pretty open-minded. But anyway, it's called The Soul Majestic by Ferret Steinmetz. That is a name. Ferret. I love it. Yes. To start off with, the 16-year-old that the is the main character of this book, he's so unique. And I think that's the reason that I kept reading, because normally I would not have kept reading. I just don't seem to relate very much to the younger characters because I'm fucking old. <laughs> But in this case, the character, the main character was such a, you just fell in love with this little guy. He's a part of a sect. The Inevitable Philosophies are the group that his parents belong to. And basically what they are is they're like traveling motivational speakers. Mm. There's kind of a, kind of a religious vibe, but not really. Because what they're spreading is stuff like... um, um, world peace type stuff. It's almost like... Um, hippies. Yeah, <laughs> sort of like hippies, except for they, they tend to be the advisors of very important, powerful people. So 
as a member of the inevitable philosophies, you should choose your philosophy by around age 14. It comes to you. And then that's when your life begins. Well, he's 16 and he still doesn't have a clue what his inevitable philosophy is going to be. And his parents are very famous. And you kind of get the impression that they just sort of left him on this ship to fend for himself until he figures out what the hell he's going to do with his life. Oh, uh, that's not cool. I know. So the, the book opens and he is starving on this, on this intergalactic ship. And he, the only thing he has in his possession are these Nutra crackers, which is sort of like vending machine food. And one of the first scenes is bullies stealing his duffel bag from him. So then the only thing he had, which was these Nutra crackers, are taken from him. So he doesn't have any food. Mm. And he doesn't have any support system at all. Mm -hmm. So he's starving to death. And the whole first part of it is almost like... um, He's fantasizing about food because he's so hungry. And, of course, he's, he's thinking about all of his, you know, geez, why am I such a loser that I can't come up with my own philosophy? And if I could just do this, then life would be different and everything would change. And he's sort of trying to figure that out and at the same time trying to figure out how the fuck he's going to eat because he's so hungry. Well, he's made he's sort of made this decision to steal food from this little girl who's eating this big bag of jerky because society is very uneven, just like it is everywhere. And it's like he's on this ship with a bunch of really rich people. So he's, like I said, he's made the decision that he's going to steal this jerky. And then he sees this line of people in front of this, um, it's like a big sign that says, tell us why you love food. And all the people in line are talking about this really super exclusive restaurant. And they're talking about all the different foods they've eaten. And, of course, this guy, this poor kid is just so fucking hungry that he decides he's going to join this line because you supposedly get a free meal Mm -hmm. at this really exclusive restaurant if you answer the question correctly. So he gets in line and he is sort of fantasizing, listening to all of these people. And he's thinking, God, you people are so fucking spoiled. I'm starving over here. So he goes in and the chef of the place immediately recognizes him for what he is and says, come on in. I'm going to feed you. Oh, well, that's nice. Because how could you possibly know what good food is if you've never had it? Mm -hmm. So it's a challenge to this chef of the Soul Majestic, which is the name of the restaurant. So basically, he is given this broth filled with all kinds of good things in it. And he just... You, you just feel how much he loves this food and his description of food. I was so hungry <laughs> while I was listening to this. I, was, I just wanted to go eat everything I could get. It, it, the description of food and the way he loves food and the passion behind that is just amazing. And the language of this book, once again, falls into that thing that I love about literature and about reading. So, and at the same time, I just felt so sorry for this kid who had no idea what he wants to do with his life. And at 16, who the fuck knows what they're going to do with their whole life? And he feels so much pressure to choose his philosophy because he is going to be a prince when he chooses. Mm -hmm. But yet here he is. He's basically a starving beggar until he makes up his mind. So the whole story is about that. It's about him and his interaction with this chef at this restaurant and the people that he meets there and all the colorful characters he comes in contact with and his search for his philosophy. I shouldn't have liked this book. But you did. But I did. It had such heart. Well, anything that can describe food to actually make your stomach 
grumble. Yeah. Is, yeah. I've read a book like that. The whole reason why we went to eat Japanese food that one time yeah. is because I read a book like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And I was so hungry for Japanese food. By the time it was done, I was like, okay, we need to find something that has all these things. Yeah. I mean, so I can eat them all. I couldn't even really relate to the, to the love portion because he's a young boy who's in love with another boy. Mm hmm. So I didn't even really, I mean, the passion part of it is the same. Mm -hmm. At the core of every love story, the, the passion is the same. And oh, is this, you just said love story. Was I know. this a love story? No, not really. It was more about kind of finding his, finding himself. It was a self-discovery book more than anything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, he does obviously find love but it's not really about that it's about his love of food more so than anything else and how he finds his own place in the world i really thought it was excellent like i said the sections in there about the sex might be off-putting to people who aren't interested in, in reading about same-sex love mm -hmm. which how dare you be so fucking close-minded but if you're, you know, I just, I feel the need to warn people who might be offended by mm -hmm. that. Um, but otherwise, I think that it would have been a fabulous novel to read as a young person. Mm -hmm. Because it helps you to understand the lives of people who are different from yourself. And really, that should be the goal of, of good literature, is to discover things that are different from yourself. Um, what else can I say about it? It was fucking awesome. It was beautiful. At first, I only gave it four stars, but it was one of those books that after you sit for a while mm -hmm. and you sort of think about it and you're thinking about it after you finished reading it. And it's like, you know what? That was a really fucking good book. Mm -hmm. I really liked it, even though it had nothing at all to do with me. Plus, it was set in space, so... I mean, that has something to do yeah, with you. You do love thing. space. I love space. I really do. I love that, that whole almost magical quality of technology. Because uh, it really just does it for me. What else can I say? So if, you, if this in, in, in any way sounds good to you, grab it. Because it really it felt so good to read this book. It really was wonderful. It was called The Soul Majestic by Ferret Steinmetz. Awesome. I read the audio version and it was excellent. Well, that's that, girls. That's good. Yeah. We had kind of a, a samey theme this, this time. We kind of did. And we it, didn't discuss what we were going to review. No. No, we didn't. Because. You keep backing off of your microphone. Stop it. Well, it's because I can hear myself just fine in the headphones. Yeah, but I can't. But you're. You keep dipping. Bonnie. Maybe I like to dip. Well, stop dipping because I, I like keep dipping. turning it. I keep turning you up. I need to find something else to dip. <laughs> See, that's the thing, Luciana. I know that you're listening to this episode now that she's already hung up. But what makes this episode so different and the banter and everything like that is we're not used to wearing headphones. We usually do this headphone free. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Alyssa and Bonnie automatically just clammed the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> When, it's so weird. When they put their headphones on, I kept thinking, why are you guys being so quiet? That's why. Because I can hear myself and it's weird. It's weird. Because neither of these guys is used to this kind of thing. I am, you know, I do this for a living. So I have headphones on my head all the time and I hear myself, I hear my own voice all the time. We should do it more often. Subconsciously so for me, headphones mean quiet time. <laughs> Yeah, right. so we're, we're not speaking. We're, we're going to listening. Have to, yeah, we're going to have to really change it up and start wearing our headphones every time so that we can interact better with our virtual world tour girls yeah. and guys. Because mm -hmm. Scott's in the mix there somewhere yeah, too. Scott's got to be on. We got to have our Scott. our guy time. We need some guy time. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, if you have not applied to our virtual virtual world tour program yet you still can do so we have six more people to get through and we're going to try to do that in a fairly timely manner yeah and summertime then, is just too hard to try to yeah. get people on with vacation and yeah so everything I, else so i think what we're going to do is we're going to start getting through those fairly quickly and try to get them dealt with 
before we get to our next live event, which is happening October 12th, for those of you who might want to make the pilgrimage. Is it the 12th or the 19th? Because we it's had the this 12th. discussion. It's okay. the 12th. All right. Jessica checked for us. Okay. Since oh, sweet. <laughs> Jessica now works for Full Circle Books. She's on the inside. Yes, we have yep. to go by there after we're finished to say hello and... And visit with Jessica. She's working today. Okay. Which is why she didn't come. I got to go to Ulta, too. I need I need gel with my oh, new yeah. style. Bonnie got her hair all cut off. When it's I, super cute. After I took a shower this morning and, you know, just let it dry naturally, I had like a shelf. I, <laughs> because of my curly hair, it, it like raised uh-huh. up. So I need some gel to make it like so I don't have a shelf head. <laughs> People Luciana. could place their drinks on there. Luciana's uh, sending me messages now. I was actually texting, or not texting, but writing to her during your review because she posted a picture of herself with what I believe is a beer. Yes. <laughs> and her book. Uh-huh. So she sent her picture and um, she said she had a lot of fun, but was worried that her review wasn't good. No, I liked it. Was good. I thought a review was wonderful, and it made both of these guys want to read the book. So I love her accent. I think she just needs to call in and talk to her with us with it, the accent every once in a while. <laughs> just just talk to us. Just, just talk. We'll just listen. <laughs> she and and the great thing about her is she's so fluent in English. She did really good. She did. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 fun that we get to make contact with people all over the world. This is probably the most excited I have ever been about anything in my life. What? Yay! Doing this world tour project because it gives us something that we never would have had otherwise. Yeah, it's fun reaching out to people who listen to us and see what they think. It's life-changing, it really is. It's -hmm. life-changing for everybody involved because it gives us that... The one thing that we all have in common, no matter what, is reading. And I think that's the reason that we started this project to begin with. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about it started because I was pissed off that no one ever talks about books. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't talk about it in polite company, you know, because people go, I haven't read a book since high school. Yeah. Which is the it happened the other night when we were doing pizza. Yeah. We're sitting there and we started talking about books and probably a good half of the people that were there like, well three of the people they were asking us well if i wanted to read a book what would i know i don't read i haven't read in so long couldn't even tell you the last time i read a book what would you suggest and it's like oh just want to know what people um, do with their spare time if they're not reading like that's always been the thing i do in my spare time so like what are your hobbies they watch the <laughs> what same, do you do they watch the same movies over and over and over they and watch over like and over and over. they watch tv or they watch oh i do them at the same time okay yeah, yeah. we our goal in this podcast is to make talking about books more popular and i think we that, actually got a pretty good discussion going did. at the pizza place. We did, and this is our goal to pass on. So as a book girl, it's your responsibility to spread the word of books. We want to take over the world. Now you sound one, like you're preaching. I am. Spread the word. Spread we the want word to take books. over the world one <laughs> book at a time. Uh-oh. That's not good. You are running out of disk space. Bockety doodle doo. Danger, 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 <laughs> danger. Glad to shut it off. I like the name of this list: nine scary ass books you can read this Halloween. I love it. <laughs> In case you didn't guess, we are preparing for October because Martha keeps bugging us about it. Girls, you need to get books. You need to find some books. I mean, she's right, because last October, I did all of mine last minute because I was like, oh, shit, I don't own anything scary, nor do I have a backlist of scary things I've read in the past because I don't like being scared except for Halloween time. (laughs) So now we have to prepare so that we don't have any last minute panic. Yeah. So I'm already reading horror novels. I'm already in it. You are ready. I am. I guess October's not that far away. I no. keep thinking October's way off. It's in two months. I know. It's like... This is the end of July like right here. We- in like 10 weeks will be our next event. I know. That's crazy. Huh. That's very soon. I know. And we're, <laughs> and we're going to be doing one of, the, one of our um, scary 
podcasts live at Full Circle Books, which I think we should dress up for. I think that'd be fucking awesome. I will totally do that. Ah! We can either dress up, dress up, dress up. We, we can dress up. We can dress up like um, our book characters, or we can dress up like something else we want to be. Whatever. Nicole's mm-hmm. not here, so I can I can redneck it up. You can redneck it. I'll need to think of a new costume. Shit, fire. Maybe I'll be a redneck. <laughs> God damn it, it's doing it again. This fucking computer's pissing me off. All right, we're, we're done. Yeah. We've got to be done now because the computer is... I guess that's going to do it for three... Three book, three book girls. girls. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Can't get enough of three book girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.